Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Shintaro Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we're going to talk about MMA and judo and combatives. A question from one of our guys who is a Patreon member on our Discord server. Right. So this is a topic suggestion from Sam, uh, one of our patrons. Patrons. Uh, he wanted to know, he used to be a combative instructor in the military, so he wanted to know uh, more about judo technique selection that is most applicable to uh, martial settings, self-defense settings, and like MMA combative settings. So we're going to uh, drill deep into that topic today. Yep. Exciting yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, everyone, a lot of people like it because with uh, MMA, the popularity of MMA and yeah. all. Yeah. You do see a lot of judo throws in MMA. And yeah. you know, people sort of ask me this question like, hey, do you have any... Whoops, my bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Come on, Eugene. What are you doing calling me right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, you know, oh, hey, how about uh, no-gi judo, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times right. my answer is like, no-gi judo is kind of like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of throws in wrestling that are very, very effective that have sort of judo flair. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the Russian guys, the wrestling, it looks a lot like judo. Yeah, they do a lot of the uh, uchimara like like uchimara like throws, overhook, yeah, yeah, overhook yeah. and getting behind, yeah, headlock throws, hip throws, all the stuff. Yeah, so yeah. there's definitely a very strong overlap between the two. Right, right. So the I maybe we'll start with that. You know, I see um, a lot of times the uh, in the MMA matches they clinch and then go against the wall and then because of that or against the cage i guess and then because of that they tend to kind of stand high the yeah. guy whose back is against the wall yeah. and then a lot of people hit uh haraiboshi like haraiboshi. Throws. Yeah. yeah yeah so things like that so what are some of the options uh, uh throw options that are really applicable in this uh mma settings yeah i think like some of the ones that are most like effective like yeah. when you're pushed up against the cage just yeah. pulling them just a little bit off the cage so they shift the weight to the one of the legs and then going right. ochi or kochi like uh -huh. that you see this you see right, this right. but not everyone does it yet it's not sort of like a thing that everyone that most people just kind of like push up against the cage and they drop down to a single or yeah. something of that nature but right. you know it's very difficult to drop down to a single especially with the cage holding the person up and hand fighting and all this stuff that's right. the beauty of this judo trips and stuff like this is uh, because your upper bodies are locked up and then whatever it is, your arms are preoccupied. You're just attacking leg versus leg. So you gain right. for that inside position, shift mm. the weight off balance, and then you attack. Mm -hmm. Right. So like I think that's, you know, hugely, you know, not done so frequently. And mm. I think that's definitely an opportunity for a lot of these people. And then you could use that and parlay that off the react the failed reaction. Right. right? The failed attack, the reaction, and then turn it into a bigger turn throw. Right, right. Yeah. And not like turn throw like you know, our guy said Ipon Sayanagi, but like that's a little risky because if you miss it, you give up your back. Mm -hmm. So there's some turn throws that are better for MMA than others, I think. Like such as? Such as like attacking off the underhook, underhook and wrist, uh -huh. right? Throwing with the underhook side, going for the harai or something. That way there's uh -huh. no risk of them taking the back. I see. Oh, because you're like... Yeah. Your body frame is kind of preventing them from going around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at like hip position and body position, if you look yeah. at like, I know a lot of people who do jujitsu listen to this. Yeah. So if you're doing a knee cut pass, you want the cross body underhook. Right, right. Cross side underhook. Yeah. Because if you go straight to the head and then they slip out the back door, now they have your back. Right, right. So it's sort of the, exactly the same thing. Mm. If you're 
locked up with the person against the cage and you turn and try to put them in a Koshiguruma headlock type throw uh, and uh, their head slips out, they have your right, back. Right. And you see this all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's more like a Hail Mary, you know, super fast explosive movement when you're going for these headlocks. I see. Right. I and see. then when I used to wrestle, a lot of it was pull the head down, you get a head reaction up. So then you catch the head and then uh, you throw your body into it as hard as, and as fast as right. you can. Right. It's timing oriented, power oriented. It's a very great. It's an amazing move, but high risk, risk, high reward. Right. But if you're attacking off the underhook, you go for it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to take your back if you fail. And then you could always switch it off to a Kochi or an Ochi or an inside trip. Right, right. Or even an Osoto. And you uh-huh. see a lot of the guys who have judo experience in MMA hitting this pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. A lot of like the, what's, what's called the Dagestani folks? They, yeah, the Dagestani they, they, guys have yeah. big judo influence. You know, like yeah. Khabib did judo. His father yeah. did judo. Who, who's the new yeah. guy, the tall one? He does a lot. Chimeev or Chimeev, something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he looks good on there. Cause, but I noticed that instead of the underhook, they, a lot of times they get the overhook. And I, you can do the overhook too, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I've been, doing, I've been doing more nogi, and I find it easier to do hip, yeah. hip top judo, hip throws with an overhook. Yeah, overhook is nice. Because yeah. people are always gaming for that underhook. Yeah. Because when you have the underhook, you could slip down for a single. Right, right, right. When you have the overhook, you can't slip down for the single. Right, so if they, yeah. yes, so a lot of people will fight for that underhook and then you kind of give it and then you tighten the overhook with downward pressure. And mm-hmm. then if you could fight for head position, now you could start launching Uchimaru right. and stuff like that. And right. in that hip to hip overhook underhook position, mm-hmm. right, if you have a tight overhook, they can't take your back either, right? It's right. the same as sort of if you're on both knees, it's the dogfight position. Uh, when they're right. hip to hip, head to head, they're parallel, overhook, underhook. Mm-hmm. Right. They're very similar. Right. So yeah. that, so yeah, so that that's some of the uh, choices in judo throw. So, and I think recently, so I I've been doing a little more BJJ myself too. And then what I noticed that um, the judo's emphasis on quick quick transition from stand up to ground uh, newaza yeah. is actually very useful because I, I I find myself catching a lot of people that way, like. I, I'll quick even if we start on the on our knees. I yeah. quickly do my pass and then go right for a, a submission. Yeah. People don't expect that. So I I wonder, uh, in your opinion, if that's uh, that's applicable to combative settings like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like transition is where judo nawaza should shine. Right. Right. When you're settled in top position, bottom position, in the freaking guard or whatever it is, or open guard, right, that's right. not where judo shines. That's right. jiu-jitsu's world. Because mm-hmm. they have unlimited time there. Mm-hmm. Judo, you don't have unlimited time there. You have five seconds at best. One to yeah. do for five. If it doesn't, ha- if nothing happens, they're like, all right, yeah. get back up to your feet. So that's not judo's newaza strength. Yeah. Judo's newaza strength is boom, hit the mat, going into something. Right, right. Because the threat of slamming someone is so big. Yeah. You throw them on their head <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, I can throw to my head. And then what just happened? And as they're trying to gain their right. footing or proprioception, like they don't really know where they are relative to the earth, right? Where they right. are upside down, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're getting your arm cranked. Uh-huh. If you look at some of the most successful Nawaza transition stars like Flavio Canto who go for the Tomonage uh-huh. and then you're trying to defend the Tomonage because you don't want to get bombed onto your head. He's right. already choking you. Right, right, right. Right? I guess Ronda had a lot of success in that way, right? The, yeah. The famous arm bar. 
it's a little bit different though. The top side armbar is a little bit different. You know, oh, because she's way? taking she's taking the back, and usually when you take the back, you just go hooks and then try to go over your right. naked. But right. she climbs up the body and goes for that top side armbar. So oh. it's a little bit different. It's like yes, it's transitional niwaza, but it's more so attacking the turtle in a judo way, <clears throat> where a lot of these guys are not exposed to that. I guess that's an interesting point. In, in MMA, I think more than uh, BJJ, they, people tend to turtle more, right? Is, is that correct? Because I think they try to like escape yeah. the escape the bottom position that way, or maybe it's just like a wrong observation that I maybe. Made. I mean, sometimes when you're getting hit in the head, you you know you start yeah, right. covering up and you go yeah. into a ball, right? As opposed to like. Okay, the guy is behind me. Let me just oh. like roll to my back and then, you know, put oh. him in side control to retain guard. Right. You know, and if I'm rolling to my back, and this is the thing, you know, uh, there's a disconnect, you know, they think MMA fighting. Yes, MMA is fighting. But yeah. if you're down in turtle and you have the hands like this, oh. you're not allowed to hit the back of the head. Oh, against yeah. the roll. I see. Yeah. So, like, covering up tight with the hand to the side and then they can't hit the back of your head. I'm obviously they're going to hit you in the side of the head, of course. Right, right. right? There's sort of limited target there, you know, as I opposed see. to like you go to the back this way and then you're like turning and then that whole freaking thing coming, hand coming down, like right. you're very, very exposed there. Right, right. Right. I see. Yes. Yeah. But the Nawaza transition is where it's at. You know, mm. you go Ochigari and then do you land in the guard or do you pass as they're falling? Right. Right. You if gotta, you throw them yeah. with a headlock throw, you're landing inside control. Okay. Mm. So boom, land inside control. You're landing on them. And they're like, oh, shoot, what happened? And you're mm. already sort of cranking a Udigarami right. or whatever it is. Right, right. You know? Right? You boom, throw them and immediately transitioning to mount. Right. That's like technically there was a transition. Yeah. Throw them, yeah. pin them. Throw them, pin them. Pin them. You know, wrestling too. It's like you double. Mm -hmm. Take them out with a double and they're landing on their head. And you jump into the side into side control immediately. Mm -hmm. That's there was a transition. I see. Obviously, we don't have double X. Right <laughs> Used to. Yeah. <laughs> so I think oh that you brought up, bring up a uh, uh, interesting point because the maybe I personally I think the ability to pin someone is very important even mm. in Nawazan and I don't I think BJJ should be should put place more emphasis on it. Mm. In my opinion, what do you yeah. think about that? Like transitioning, like emphasis on pinning, like wrestling and judo definitely have emphasis on pinning, yeah. like establishing dominant position as you take someone down. I think they already do, man. You get yeah. rewarded for dominant position. You pass someone's guard, mm -hmm. you're in the pin essentially, pin uh -huh. position in judo. Wrestling, it's different. Wrestling, you get back points, but then pin is different. You need two right. shoulder blades on the floor. Right. So depending on how you define pin. Uh -huh. Right. Or I guess I hold some hold. I guess BJJ. It's just personal impression. I'm trying not mm. to like, <laughs> but because they uh a lot of times they uh, teach techniques from the guard, like when you have your back on the ground. Yeah. I feel like they don't really play. Not a lot of people play the top game or like this maintaining the top pressure. Yeah, they do. It's just the gym like, that you're at. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> no, because if you're a yeah. leg locked person, if you're focusing yeah. on nogi and you're trying to compete, yeah. you're going to do a lot of stuff from the bottom. It just like caters right. to the point system. Better. I see. Because if see. you're a nogi guy, you sit guard, okay, mm -hmm. and now you're in bottom position. If you sweep them, you get a mm -hmm. point, right? You could attack leg locks without the risk of losing position. Bottom, but you're on the bottom anyway. Mm -hmm. And if you're in top position, you go for a leg lock, you miss, you give up position. Mm -hmm. 
right? You're you get essentially swept, right? Right, right. So you know, a lot of people like to focus on that better. And you know, when Bernardo Fari used to come to the dojo, he used to always mm. say, like, yeah, listen, I go guard. So then, you know, I sweep and then I get mm. sweep points and then I pass and then I get pass points and now I'm in side mm. control in dominant position. So he goes, that's my game. It's Sometimes like, it doesn't yeah. make sense to take the person down because it's very, very energy consuming. Right. And it's right, not right. that many points. And now, you know, and of course, some people have a pressure passing game, like a very good pressure passing uh, game, pressure passing, mobility passing. So they do focus on it. I see. Okay, it's just my yeah. limited knowledge. See that I, that's why I had to qual- uh, qualify my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, uh, so, uh, oh, I was gonna say something. The pinning. Well, I lost. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, dude, they focus yeah. on pinning because yeah. you get rewarded for that. Right. You know, right, right. but this is the thing. This is where your impression may be coming from. They get yeah. rewarded more for uh, throwing than the hooks. Right. Mount. Uh, right. Hooks. Hooks. Is, you know, it's not really pinning. You have back control. Ah. Uh, right. Control in the back. So maybe because hierarchically, right, you know, right, the right. back attack position is much better in jujitsu. Maybe uh, that's where you got that impression. Right. I maybe. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I. I remember what I was gonna say. It's almost like in folk wrestling, if you're a point point or two down, you start from the bottom, try to get the escape point, and then try to. Yeah. You know, it's something which like that, is a I beautiful thing and i can't like overemphasize this enough it's one yeah. of the best skills to be able to have from getting off the bottom yeah getting off the bottom in a way like in mma mm-hmm. every people don't retain guard usually they right. want to get up off the ground yeah yeah if you get taken down and the guy's on top and half guard and throwing punches right, right that's the it's thing miserable. like in jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah half guard from top and bottom is a very good position mm-hmm. right for both people depending yeah. on who you are and what you do from mm. bottom position in half, there's lots of things you can do. Mm. But if you're doing MMA, bottom half guard, you could eat some big punches. Right. Because they're like, you're, it's prime for these big punches, right? Yeah. On the top. Yeah. yeah. So you get a very strong, you know, wrestler ground and type, pound type guy, and he's yeah. throwing down bombs. Like, you're not going to want to go from half guard to full guard or close guard, maybe. Right. But, like, it's kind of better off, like, if you could kind of push away and get back up to your feet. Obviously, depending right. on whether you're a good striker or not. You know, uh-huh. There's so many different factors involved here. Mm. You know, it's unfair to kind of say. But, you know, wanting to get off the bottom when you feel like you're in trouble, mm-hmm. I think that's a huge skill that folk-style wrestling offers that even right. freestyle and Greco doesn't because they have parterre. They don't have – Right, right, They don't right. get rewarded for standing off the bottom. Oh, right. I see, I see. Yeah. Interesting points, interesting points. So we we kind of focus on the MMA side. So yeah. maybe we can branch out to more like outside of the octagon, maybe yeah. more like combat settings. And yeah. you've used judo in real life. We uh, talked about that in one of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, I used to bounce. Yeah. At a at like a bar in my yeah. early twenties. Right. You know? <laughs> so I would go to judo, and then afterward, I was taking oddball gigs because I was trying to make you know like an Olympic team and stuff. So right, I had right. to take these little gigs, you know, whether it was like waiting tables or like right. you know bouncing or whatever it is, you know, yeah. in between the time that I was training and trying to compete and travel, you can't like really start a career if you're just traveling doing judo. That's tough life. Tough, tough life. life. <laughs> so I'll go to judo, and then afterwards I would go to this bar out in Brooklyn, and then I yeah. would just like watch the door, check IDs, and then <laughs> kick drunk people out. <laughs> But that's right. the thing, like, I'm not a big guy, right? Uh, so it's like, people would always start with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, man, you had too much. You got to go. Uh, Make me. Was like, oh, man. Know, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And that's what I like make them leave. And then sometimes they'll swing. Sometimes they'll like, you know, lock on. Sometimes they'll get aggressive. And then you would use judo. And I found during that time, mm-hmm. you know, foot sweeps work the best. Foot sweeps, osotos. So you didn't, you didn't go blasting doubles on people? <laughs> I think I felt I have, right? I, like there was this guy, there was a light fixture that he like jumped up and grabbed onto Oh, wow. Yeah, like it, was, the like it was like a concert in the bar. And I was like, oh, listen, my man, God. don't do that, you know? Uh-huh. And then he goes, do what? Do this? And then jumped up and grabbed another one. And then it, yeah. it like pulled out. Rolled out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like surprised like it didn't like break in his hand. It was like a, uh, you know, like one of those. like a bulb. Not like a bulb bulb, but it was like, it was like a light fixture. Oh. Uh-huh. Like reached up and grabbed it and pulled it down. Right. And then he did that. And I was just like, you know what? I doubled him. <laughs> did you yeah. like just carry them or? You took no, them, I doubled them. them and then like got his legs out and he like landed uh, and then he like turned his back to get up and then I put him in a rear naked choke. Oh, okay. And then I, I was like dragging him out. Mm-hmm. That's then, a good, there yeah. was a transition right there. Great one. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> I was dragging him out and then these random bar patrons started like giving him body shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dragging him. I'm like, guys, stop doing that. Like Everyone hated him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. But like that was one that you know I had, and uh, you know a lot of the times like big advantage if you're at a, a bouncer at a bar or something, people are drinking and their balance is already messed up. So it's like liquid, uh, liquid courage kind of already gives you the uh, kuzushi. Yeah, they're already like <laughs> falling over on their own thing. So right. when they take a swing and you they miss, it's like they're falling over on their own, and then you 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 just tap their feet and they're they're gonna they're fall gone. down. I um, see. I'm not like advocating bar violence just so oh yeah this is a professional setting we're talking about there was this was his job yeah. to keep safety yeah. keep you know, the you know what's messed safe. up when i was dragging right. that one person out when people oh. were giving him body shots yeah. <laughs> right i uh like you know i'm like dragging him out but it was right. really crowded because it was like a, a oh, concert yeah. yeah it was like a concert kind of thing going yeah. and then this woman was like standing behind me i was like move move right and yeah, then yeah. she didn't move and then i like was like shoving past her and she like tripped Oh, no. And I accidentally stepped on her head. Oh, no. Collateral damage. Yeah. She didn't, like, get hurt or anything, but then yeah. she made a big complaint to the bar, you know? Uh, and obviously, like, I'm the only Asian bouncer there. So, so she sent you, an you email. Like, like, the Asian bouncer? Yeah. So it was like, uh, I, the manager was like, hey, I got an email about you. And I was like, mm. how do you know it was me? Mm-hmm. And the, he, the, bouncer, the manager's like, well, she specifically said Asian bouncer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like you're the only asian bouncer here like you're the <laughs> asian staff you know <laughs> that's messed up you know what's funny man there were like two other dudes working with me they were uh, huge right 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 and they were so out of shape <laughs> but then no one was no one tried to not a lot of people try to start shit with them dude no one would start anything with them because they were so afraid of them yeah but if you ask that guy to go get me, like, hey, can you get me a Coke from the bar? Yeah. Like, he would walk up to the bar, uh. and he would huff and puff. And by the time he got back, he was out of shit. He was, like, breathing hard. He's like, here's your Coke, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> and he had, like, terrible eyesight because he had these really thick glasses. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's like, and it's dark. He, he couldn't see anything in there. Right, right. And he's out of shape. And it's like, you know, uh, it's like, it was kind of crazy. I think what, I guess that's another thing. You just train hard in judo and bulk up. That's another applicable skill to this combative yeah. settings. You know, this yeah, that, size you know, factor. 
I gotta, I gotta say though, because we're talking about combatives yeah. and stuff like that, you can't just do judo and then think you're gonna go farewell mm-hmm. in a street fight because right. street fights so much more. And you know, many different martial arts will tell you like, just do our style and you'll be a, a great fighter. You mm-hmm. know, you hear this from Krav Maga and stuff. Right, right, right. They have their reasoning and they have marketing materials and marketing bullet points. Uh, right. Oh, you know, you don't have to do jujitsu because, you know, Krav Maga is the best because we stay on our feet and we end the mm-hmm. fight immediately. And, you know, it's uh-huh. not MMA. MMA is garbage because I'll punch the guy in the throat and I'll poke him in the eye. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's like there's all these different things, you know, that there's no complete perfect martial art. There's elements in each martial art that are very beneficial. You know? Right, right. Right. So that tells, yeah. you got to know a little bit of like not getting strut, like punch, like. Right. Got to know some defense to close mm. the distance. Mm-hmm. That's why the double leg and the wrestling is so good. Because as opposed to like learning how to like dock and slip punches and stuff and close the distance in like yeah. a hand-to-hand combat setting, their takedown methodology, it's already built in in uh-huh. not getting punched, right? Because you're immediately changing levels and shooting yeah. low. Uh-huh. And who's going to have time like within that range? And they understand range because, you know, they're hand fighting. They're reached out, touching the forehead and stuff like that. So they understand the range. They go out there and immediately I'm about to get touched like Uh this. I mean, within touching range, they could change levels and dive into the legs. Right, right. And who's going to be able to time a knee or an uppercut, you know, Mm -hmm. in sort of like this unprofessional street setting? Right, right. Most likely not. You know, Uh you have to like assume that they're a wrestler. You have to have training. You know, mm. most people don't know how to throw knees. You know, it's not intuitive, right? And or most sprawl. people do looping right hand. They don't right. do short, tight uppercuts. Yeah. So, like, that's why naturally if you're looking at trained versus untrained, wrestlers mm. have a big advantage. Right. Judo used to have that advantage yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Those leg grabs, you know? And people uh, – so in, in this version of double leg in, on the, for the street, yeah. you're talking more about, like – so uh, you're, you're not going down to your knees and stuff, right? Like No, the ones you don't have to. Because right. when you're wrestling, that's another yeah. thing. You know, there's a marketing bullet point, right? right? Wrestling doesn't work in real life because no one ever takes these low stances and you should right, never take right. your knee. Yes, but they're doing that for a reason because they're both bending and fighting for level change, right. Right? right? They're gaming to get sort of lower to be able to shoot in the legs. Right. In real life, no one's going to be crouched down protecting their legs because you could get kicked in the face. Mm-hmm. Right, it's intuitive. So when you're upright, you don't have to go that low to access the legs. You, all right. you got to do is get below because they say first line of defense, arms, second line of defense, head. Uh-huh. So if you could clear the hands and the head, uh-huh. and all you're you got to do is just change a little bit of level and they're lunging forward, you're mm-hmm. already in. You have access to the hips and legs. So you just right. dive in. I see. You know, And if that fails, you could climb up the body and hit him with an ochi. Oh. Yeah, if you're untrained and you have a good ochi, no one defending that. Yeah. The yeah. inside trip. The inside guy. trip. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, yeah. So going back to your point about, you know, if, if you want, if for combative settings, judo offers a lot of good things, but in very specific way. Like we talked specific about. Specific ways, right? yes. And uh, then. To recognize yeah. that. Yeah. And then the techniques, you drill it over and over and over, right? Right. You do nagakomi, you do ochi nagakomi, and you have many, many experiences understanding how the person's going to react, which direction you're throwing them. So you mm. kind of have this feel that's developed over time. Right, The right. sensitivity to what the other person's body's doing relative to yours. Mm-hmm. And because you're always locked up, right, when they shift their weight in one direction, you feel it in your hands and your core. Right, right. And naturally, you could just switch directions and throw the person in that, in that 
wet. Right, right. Right, because your hands are connected, your body's connected. Mm-hmm. So having those kinds of things helps you inadvertently when you're in a scrambling position against an untrained person, they're throwing mm. their body at you. Very easy to, oh, he's throwing his body forward. Uh, mm. I'm going to launch him with a hip throw now. Right? right. And you turn and then you drop your hips and now he's loaded on your back and then you mm. whip it over. <laughs> like a, <laughs> it's like you develop the, this thing naturally, right? I, so that's the beauty of it. People that say that to me though, like, but when I think about, sometimes I think about like, would I really be able to do this move if I was attacked? I like, I don't know, man. It's this such a different setting. Like I'll be so, sh- I might be so shell shocked. I, I think we all would, man. Like, yeah. Take Will Smith and Chris Rock. I don't, I don't, we're still talking about it. I don't yeah. know what I would have done. I don't, I, you know, yeah. I had no idea what Will Smith would have done to me. You know, Dude, all the people who are like, I would have freaking double legged him and fought him and this and that. It's like, man, no. you were in shock. Like that is just coming out of left field. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine like if you walk into an elevator and an old woman standing next to you and she's like, how, how's your day? And then uh. need you in the balls. <laughs> You wouldn't see that coming. I don't care what athlete you are, what MMA or what sport you've ever done. Dude, you're not you checking. Never, you're not yeah. checking that knee, man. <laughs> you're not checking it, and then you're gonna drop to your knees, and then you're gonna be like, "Holy moly! Did this old woman just knee me in the crotch?" And then she, the doors open in the elevators, and she leaves. And then there's a security camera, right? And then someone uploads it on YouTube, and now all of a sudden you're a viral meme. Yeah, like, oh, look at this judo black belt. Yeah, judo instructor gets taken down by an old lady. Uh-huh. Judo doesn't work. Yeah, judo doesn't work. It's like, so you just don't know, man. Like, it, it's a different type of a stress. It's a different type of a thing. You know, and it's also not, you know, I've heard people like, that's why I'm on guard all the time. That's no way to live either. That's right. very stressful. You know, yeah. everywhere you go, you're like, all right, who's going to attack me now? I got to kill myself. Look for the exits. Like, you, you know, know you gotta that's be no somewhat, yeah. yeah. You gotta be somewhat like alert and attentive, but that's right. really not a way to live, you know. Just assuming everyone's gonna attack you. So then, that we're kind of shifting gears towards like this mental side of things. So I guess, yeah. like, well, in, so you've been in that situation before. So you think it does help mentally? I mean, I, I'm assuming it really does. It, yeah, it is, yeah. So I, I'll have a conversation about this one dude who had kids at the top window for years. Uh huh. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, similar story, right? They've been right. doing it for years. They're black belts. They're like 12. They go mm-hmm. to middle school. And then they're kind of not getting bullied, but these kids start a fight with them. Yeah. yeah. And then they walk up to those Taekwondo kids and grab them by the collar and shove them against the wall. Uh, but they've never felt anyone doing that. put their right. hands yeah. on them before. So they're freaked out. Uh-huh. And now they're not in range to kick them in the head. Too close. No. Yeah, too yeah. close. So it's like they're freaked out and then, you know, uh, they go home and they tell their parents and their parents are like, oh, that's why, you know, we decided Taekwondo is useless and now we're here at your judo school. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, eh, there's some like, you know, kind of, sort of, not really. Right, right. You know what I mean? Judo, because you constantly have the stimulus of someone putting their hands on you with intent, mm-hmm. you get used to that intensity. Right, right. When someone's trying to slam you, you uh-huh. get used to that intensity. Right. Right. Being able to overcome sort of that stress with people flying, right? That definitely helps because it's familiar. Right. That uncomfortable feeling, you've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when someone like starts a fight with you, Peter, and they start swinging wildly and you duck your head and then you close your body and then now all of a sudden right. you've locked in with them, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm almost certain, like direct attacks, really. You know, don't mm. like do the adjusting for position, setting up attacks. It's, it's yeah. not going to be a skilled response. Right, right, right. It's like a you're instinct, not going against, instinctual, yeah. yeah. It's going to be quick, fast, direct attacks, boom. That's yeah. kind of what you got to go for, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, you've been there before, right? Going with a white belt who's brand new. Right. Who's just thrashing around. And, you know, we had a guy who started, you know, last week who's just yeah. like a f- great athlete. He's unbelievably strong and yeah. he's thrashing at you. You know, of course, we're not allowed to punch, uh, but that mimics sort of like real life conflict with an untrained person who's athletic. Right, right. So we've been there before, you know. I guess and I think that's yeah. one of the biggest merits, and wrestling has the same thing. And yeah, Jiu-Jitsu has the same thing. That uh, how yeah. to handle that stressful, how to be uh, stay composed during the stressful situation. Yeah. But I can't stress like you have to be able to do some striking defense stuff. Right, right. You don't need a ton of experience. And like I said, you know, there's different types of striking defense. Wrestling mm. has that sort of embedded into them. So right. does judo niwaza. Like if you're shooting in, you know, uh, uh-huh. camera's not focusing. <laughs> yeah, you're shooting in. It's like you're already sort of bypassing the mm. arms and the head, which is sort of the first two things that you need to clear in order to take someone down with a double. Right. You know, so. I, I Now I think about it, I do. So I used to play a lot of soccer, as you know, and, you know, soccer can get physical, but I remember, yeah, people, I didn't think that I was being too physical, but people yeah. would get really riled up o- around me, especially people who are bigger than me. Yeah. And I remember that. I was like, I, yeah. I wasn't trying to do much. You're pretty rough, though. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Maybe I was just being an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're the worst kind because you're you're skilled and you've been around and you know a lot yeah. and you're unassuming because you're a nerdy PhD Asian guy and you're good and you go way too hard and you know I I I I fixed that thanks to you I I, yeah. I fixed it a little bit yeah I don't yeah. go hard as hard but maybe yeah. maybe there was that element the but yeah so I think uh, we covered yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah, so one more thing. It's yeah. like a lot of people, when they get into conflicts, they go chest to chest and they right, like, right. You know, want right, to bluster. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually pretty good. You know you know when someone has intent to hurt you and then they put their hands up and then they they look like they have the skill set to be able to, okay, here we go. You know, like right, right. Move in a certain way and you're like, okay, this guy's a freaking striker. He's coming at me. Yeah. You know, so manage distance, manage distance. They're coming yeah. forward and then you shoot in on the legs, climb up the body and take him down. You know, and the takedowns generally, like you yeah. have to have a nice double. Because it's a great way to clear the arms and not get punched. And, yeah. You know, if you don't know, like, how to slip the punch and stuff like that, it's kind of the next best thing, mm-hmm. right? And then you climb up the body, underhook and stuff, ochi, deashi, susai, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, very, very effective stuff. And you develop that sensitivity through training all the time. And you're used to being, you know, going upside down and all this. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's where it's at. I'm not saying, like, because you do judo, you're a great fighter. They're two different things, you know. And yeah. Just like I distinguish between sport judo and martial judo. Yeah. You have to distinguish between doing martial arts and being a fighter. Yeah. You know, and fighting in the ring is different from fighting in the cage, different from fighting in the street, being a street yeah. fighter, you know. And then the argument for a lot of these jiu-jitsu guys is like, you could fight dirty, but they could fight dirty. Right, right. Sure. But that this, that's not sound reasoning, uh. right? Because if I'm getting into it, someone, and I have, you know, handful of sand in my pocket and I grab it and then you know I get in this position and then as they're coming at me I throw it into their eyes pocket sand yeah can, can they do it too to me yes they can right. but did they think of it do they have sand in their pocket probably not 
That's why Shinto always carries some sand in his pockets. Yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually better than like uh, pepper spray. Mm, oh, pocket sand is better than pepper spray. Yeah, because I have pepper spray, you know, uh, yeah. nuts, and then you, you pepper spray someone and you're grappling with them and then you get it in your you own eyes. <laughs> That's, That's why they what, say pepper gel is better because if you're doing pepper spray and it's upwind and it goes into your face, uh, you're gonna be blinding yourself. And you, you, you like fumble around. You you have to kind of practice how to use the mace, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, would be the ultimate boss move as a martial artist. <laughs> what? You get into it with someone and you pull out pepper spray and you pepper spray yourself. <laughs> and they still beat the other guy. <laughs> to show that you needed, you know, you were giving him a handicap to make it a fair uh, fight. <laughs> it's like, hey, listen. I can yeah. beat your ass right now, but I'll I'll make it a fair fight for you. Dude, the handful of sand might be a thing, man. That's got that might be like my uh, new product. Make that my next next product. Yeah, so you'd be like Shintai Gashi Ziplock with your yeah. logo on it and easy access. It maybe you can come up with a new uh, opening because you know you don't want to make your uh, pocket dirty, but you sure. want a pouch, but quick yeah. access pouch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what how, but I'm sure you can figure it out. We'll, we'll call it ninja powder, and we'll break ninja it. powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we'll like sell the uh, sand too, like special sand that's yeah. like really effective. And it's a little bit heavier because then that way it's not right. If the wind's blowing in your direction, right, right, it doesn't. <laughs> Dude, I learned that lesson the hard way when I was a kid. Me and my my family we went to the beach, uh-huh. and my sister was throwing sand. <laughs> And my mom's like, don't do that. And uh-huh. she kept doing it. And I was like, I'm going to do it too. And then I grabbed a handful of sand and I threw it. But and I all it got it like <laughs> upwind. And then the thing came and blasted me in the face. And I didn't understand. I was like a little kid. Uh, I was like, oh, how man. come my sister was able to throw sand and me? Like, I just didn't get it. You know, I was like six or seven. Oh, no. Portion Taro. <laughs> my parents are looking at me like, man, this kid is dumb. <laughs> I think it's understandable. So we need to overcome that problem of wind. Yeah. Shintaro Shintaro Igashi branded sand pouch for self-defense. Dude, if you throw sand in someone's eyes. Dude, that's annoying. You can't open your eyes for like good Dude, they immediately go like this. Ah! Yeah. And they go like this and then their hands are up. And now you can just close the distance, grab their wrist and head, and then just slam them on Game over. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the answer. Yeah, we solved it. We solved it today. Yeah, so work on that uh, sand throwing skills. So, yep. so um, I hope we you know cover a lot of different things. I I know we we cover bits and pieces here and there throughout the years, but um, I think we'll try to consolidate a little bit more. Um, yep. And yeah, hopefully, I know there are a lot of people who are not just judo judo practitioners who listen to this and hopefully they will find this uh you guys will find this helpful um anything else to before we close no guys join us on discord join us on patreon you get to have a conversation with mostly peter (laughs) oh you gotta come on now yeah (laughs) Yeah, i gotta come on now yeah you could ask questions you can make requests it's all fun Mm -hmm. Uh, please hit me up for seminar inquiries uh i did one in Las Vegas at Shoshin Khan, and I did one in Red River Judo in North Dakota, and huge success. Yeah. Thank you to you guys. You guys are amazing. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do a separate podcast on that. Yeah. Because it was really fun, mm-hmm. and they're just good people, man. You know, they asked, like, what was out there? That was my question, especially Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 
People like, what do they have out there was a uh, question. And I was just straight up like, good people, man. Good people. Good people. That's yeah. all that matters, really. That's what it was about. Yeah, you know? yeah. like, what about the food? Like, they had bagels, pizza, and burgers just like they do here, really. Yeah. Like, what about, like, uh, you know, landmarks and other stuff? Like, nah, you know, there's not too much in the city of Fargo. It's a very small place. Mm. But the people were great, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. And, so, and we'll do a separate episode about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little great deep brief. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And, and for Discord, it's not just talking to me. It's a, it's a little community. Everyone can ask questions and a lot of people give different input. You can upload your videos and stuff. Yep. And yeah, so please join us if you can. Um, yep. Thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode.